one then, and number one now. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. Heffron and Reed. Rated number one podcast by the World Podcasting Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for real. It says it right here. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody. It's your pal. It's your amigo. It's your compadre. Future Mayor of Hickory? We're going to find out. Uh, it's John Reap here. I'm exactly half of the Heffern and Reap show. Uh, John Heffern is not going to be here today, but I got a good guest zooming in a little bit later. He is, uh, he's an attorney. He's a comedian. He's a businessman, and he owns the Punchline Comedy Club Club in Atlanta. Uh, Mr. Jamie Bendel is going to zoom in and give me some advice about um, how I can run for mayor of Hickory. So stay tuned for the details of that. All right, we're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, but real quick, quick, I want you to know we are live. We are a live podcast. It is 7.32 p.m. It is February 28th, 2022, and I see the comments already. Let me look at them. We've got Collins, Michael, Andy, Shane, Jackie, Benjamin, all these people leaving comments already. We're going to get to you here in a little bit. Um, we are, yeah, so we're live on Facebook and YouTube. You can always hit the share button if you want to help the podcast grow. That would be great. Uh, or if you have no money and you want to help Heffern and Reap, you can always write a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Write us a nice review. Give us five stars, and we will read it on the podcast and give you a shout-out. All right? We don't have any new ones, which is why I need I need y'all to go write new ones so I can give you your propers. Um, but if you were in High Point, North Carolina this past weekend, this is the podcast Oh, this is one of the podcasts. Actually, country-ish <laughs> is what I was talking about in High Point. I do two podcasts. I do this one, Hereford and Reap, with my buddy John Hereford. We love to talk about things from the 80s. We're like kids of the 80s, breakdancing, you know, uh, Big League Chew, uh, Rig, um, Wrigley Spearmint, uh, anything from the 80s, Big Wheels, Atari, you name it. We do that. Um and then Country-ish is the podcast I do tomorrow night, and we'll go live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with all-new Country-ish. Um, so if you're in High Point, welcome. Good to have you, because we always get new people joining when I go. Every time I go out of the, on the road, I talk about my podcast, new people start subscribing. And so some of you are new to this. Welcome. Um, my next gig will be in Columbus, Ohio, at the Funny Bone, March 4 and 5. Come see me in OHIO, Columbus, at the Funny Bone, March 4 and 5. Then after that, might as well stay up there because I will be in the Liberty Township. That's Cincinnati, Cincinnati Funny Bone, March 11 and 12. Now, let's see here. Let me look at some of your comments. Um Michael Lewis, I survived brain cancer. Love life. Oh, congratulations, Michael Lewis. That is a big deal. Congratulations, brother. Eric Wedgworth says, John Reap, you are a funny guy. I appreciate that, buddy. Um, now, I'm going to read some comments from last week in case I don't get to all your comments today, which there's no way I can. There's a bun bunch of yous, which is a good thing. 
I'm going to read some comments from last week. All right. So um, Jason Hartso, he said, buy my domains. I need to raise money and sell them. Here are some of his domains. Giveyoursupport.org and we'reunited.org. Now, that's pretty smart. I remember when the um, internet first came around and people were buying up like, you know, Pepsi.com because they figured I'm going to make money off this. I think that's what Jason was trying to do. And last week we talked about, and I haven't even bragged about this yet on this show, but I'll go ahead and do it now. Um, This show is ranked number one according to the World Podcast Federation. That's a fact. If you were to type in worldpodcastfederation.com, you would see we are ranked number one, baby. Number two, country-ish. Now, yes, that is a website that I bought and ranked myself. But, you know, it's the wild, wild west out here on the interwebs. You can do what you want. So um, some people believe it's real, which is hilarious. Um, But, yeah, that's what Jason is referring to. Uh, Jason, maybe I will uh, buy your domains. Maybe I'll holler at you later. Ace Williams, he said, do you remember the botched wedding proposal New Year's Eve at Side Splitters about 11 years ago? That was nuts. I do not, Ace Williams. Now, you could be talking to John Hefford because this is the Hefford and Reap show. I'm not sure if that was directed towards me or John Hefford, but Side Splitters in Tampa, you know, 11 years ago, it's hard for me to remember last week, my friend, but uh, that sounds great. No, wait, it's coming back to me now. Vaguely, I remember it. Ace, leave me some more comments and let's figure this out. Isaac Banks, he said, in the 80s, my favorite game show is, I'm just writing it the way, I'm reading the way he wrote it, is Card Sharks, host of Bob Eubanks. And also, I have a crush on my favorite dealer, Card Sharks model is Susanna Williams. Well, there you go. Um, I'm glad that you could open up to me, Isaac. I appreciate that. I like to know things about people. Card Sharks. I don't remember Card Sharks. I do know Bob Eubanks. He was a legendary, legendary game show host back in the day. Oh, Everett Cruz. Thank you for that. He loved High Point Show. Thanks for coming, buddy. Um, Isaac Banks also went on to say, I would like to give a shout out to Meredith Graves from Greensboro, North Carolina, because I do love her so much. Hello, Meredith. Please call me and I miss you. Isaac opening up on the show, uh, letting it all out there, exposing his heart. Meredith Graves, Isaac loves you. Um, Give that man a call, okay? Or, you know, um, send me an email or or blink twice if you need help. JK. Um, David R. Stone Jr. says, John Reap, you're effing awesome. I I, I bleeped it for my mom, who may or may not be watching this. Hey, mom. Love you. Jack Johnson said, please come to Australia. Oh, I'm skipped one. Mike Morris said, New Zealand loves redneck humor as we are the true deep south. That is true. If you look at a globe, a map, they are very, very south of the equator, making them more south than North Carolina. Um, Also, that's true of Australia. Jack Johnson said, please come to Australia. Mate, you're funny as F, mate. Oh, they love the F word down below the equator. I hear you. Oh, my mom is watching, and she said thanks. Well, you're welcome, Mamosa. Hope you're doing well. Um, all right, so we also listener supported. We are uh, we have a Patreon page, 
just like we do on Country-ish. We have a Patreon for Heffern and Reap. And if you want to be a supporter, you would just go to heffernandreap.com, click on the support page, and then you can uh, be a supporter. And we'll take whatever you got, you know, dollar, dollar a month, you know, $5 a month, whatever. Just join it. Here are our current Patreon supporters. I'm going to give them a shout out. Brenda Sachs, Steve Dean, Joey Ellis, Shane Flint, Bob Haynes, and Rick Sanford III. So I appreciate y'all. I'm going to give you old two to the air horn. All right. All right. Let's get on with the show. Um, Something happened today that I want to talk about. You might be looking at my shirt saying it says Hickory. Uh, I got this hat right here. It says Mayor of Hickory. Well, today... I went down to the the uh, government building, uh, the clerk's clerk's office. Is that what it's called? Board of Elections. I went down there, and Denny Jackson, what's up, buddy? I went down to the Board of Elections to uh, file, to register, uh, to become the mayor of Hickory. And I had WSOC TV there. I had the uh, Hickory Daily Record was there. Um, I believe we had WHKY news and Fox actually last night, Fox Charlotte <laughs> did a little, little blurb. They just said, uh, and this job just in John Reap plans to run for mayor of Hickory. And they, you know, they told, they talked about me without even me being on the show. They had a little video of my stand up playing. So that was great. Um, but I went down there today to file. And I kind of knew this anyway. I was already informed that I might not live in the actual district, the city district of Hickory. And it's a gray area. I've, I've talked about this even before I went down there with many of my friends and family here in Hickory. And um, some people say, no, you have a Hickory address. You, uh, you have, um, I think we pay for Hickory water. We don't pay city taxes, but it's a really gray area. So I kind of knew this going in. So when I went down there to file, I was expecting to hear that. So I went down there. She said, what's your address? Gave him my address. And she's like, okay, you do not live in the city limits. You cannot run for mayor. I was like, hmm, okay, well, let's just see about that. Now, at this point, I've got three options. It ain't over. I have till Friday to figure out what I'm going to do, and I, I have three options. I could move. I could, um, some people are telling me, John, just get a P.O. box. A lot of people do the P.O. box thing, right? I know people in the city limits of Hickory who would love for me to move in with them. <laughs> I've had offers. People have asked me, hey, would you like, do you need a place to stay while you run for mayor of Hickory? So that's a possibility. And I'm going to explore those options. But I was also told, and I don't want to say anyone's name, but by someone at the, uh, what's it called again? the uh, board of elections that you have to 
actually move there. You have to sleep there. And uh, she said, your head has to touch the pillow. <laughs> right? This, those are her words. And I was like, okay. And then she, she went out of her way to tell me. And then if that is not the case and you were found out, it is a felony. So I'm like, hmm, felony. That's pretty, that's a scary word. Me no likey felonies. Uh, so, but that's still one option. I could physically move. And by the way, the guy's zooming in. He's an attorney. Um, I'm going to ask him these questions. How long, how many days a week do I have to spend at my new Hickory residence to actually be the mayor of Hickory? See, I'm a traveling comedian. I'm gone a lot. I currently don't even spend half the time in the residence I live in now. So if that's the case, by law, legally, how many days or nights do I have to sleep at the property that I would own or rent? I don't even have to own this property. I just have to say I live there. And she also said I don't have to show proof of it on my ID. She said it doesn't matter how long you've lived there. Um, I don't have to show any mail. I just give an address. But I have to. But if she says if you're caught and you don't sleep there, and I want to find out this exactly. How many days do I have to sleep there? And by the way, I want you guys to know, in the beginning, and we're going to get into this more tomorrow night when I have my country-ish squad in here. But I'm going to get it because it happened today. I, I feel like I want to talk about it a little bit now. Um, it started off when I moved back home as sort of like, let me let me see what I can do. Like, and I think the current mayor's fine. I got nothing against the current mayor. He's been nice to me. I think he's I think he's a great guy. Um, I think I could do a great job as well. And during COVID, during the pandemic, when all my gigs were getting canceled, couldn't tour, no income coming in. I'm like, well, I gotta figure out something to do. If I can't tour anymore. And I'm not making any money doing this podcast. As you can see, there are no ads. We only have, what, six Patreon supporters. This is not making money. This is costing me money. But if I'm not making money, i got to figure out something to do. And I'm not qualified for anything. I'm only, I've been doing comedy since 19, uh, 1998. That's all I know. I don't have any job skills which makes me perfect for mayor. Anybody could be the mayor. Uh, <laughs> now, here's the actual obligations that the mayor of Hickory has to do, right? You have to uh, sit in on a, uh, a city council meeting once every two weeks. You are a tiebreaker vote, okay? And... You have to go to uh, city functions, you know, grand openings of stuff, cutting ribbons, shaking hands, kissing babies. I could do all of that. Um, and so I thought, well, I got to do something. So I toyed with the idea of running for mayor. But then somewhere along the way with toying with the idea it really, it really started. I started looking at well, what would I have to do? How hard? I, and I figured too, I'm a comedian. I've been talking about Hickory my whole life. 
I mean, look at all my bits. I mean, I'm known for saying hickory and I shake my head. You know, it's a ceremonial position. That's basically you're a cheerleader for your city. And I can't think of a bigger cheerleader for hickory than John Reap. So then I started thinking, well, maybe that would be a good job. And then I got serious. So I thought if I went down there to the uh, board of elections today, if they see, I, I, I was telling you, I kind of knew I was in the gray area, but I was hoping that maybe it would slip past them because it is a gray area. I thought, well, maybe they just won't notice, or maybe it's, they accept it. Had they accepted it and my name on the ballot, I would have taken the job seriously and I would have, I would have been a damn good mayor. And by the way, it's not over. I've only told you one option so far. We got two other options. The first option, like I said, I find a PO box. I find somebody to live with in Hickory. I live there. I find those rules. How many days do I have to be there? All that jazz without committing a felony. Um, the second one is, do I annex my house? Do I annex where I'm currently living now so that I am in the city limits? But that would be a long, slow process. That would be months and months and months. It would take forever. And by the way, I don't know if my neighbors want to be annexed. Um, but I think there is a way I could annex just my house because that is what our current mayor does now. Our current mayor, and I'm going to show you all this map. The Alan Jackson, do we have the map? I cannot wait to show you all this map right here. I'm going to outline some stuff for you. The Alan Jackson, let me know when it's on the screen Am I seeing what they're seeing? Okay. All right. So y'all see this? All right. I'm going to circle. Okay. So right now, what you're looking at, everything that is in green right here, that is the actual city limits. That's the city of Hickory. That's part of it. Um, that is within the city limits. If it's green, it's in the city limits of Hickory. Okay. Now, I'm going to circle where I live. I live. Oh, I got to, I got to do the squiggly line thing first. I live in here somewhere. All right. Now all those are little houses in there. I'm not going to show you which one's mine. But one of these houses, me and my mom live in here somewhere. As you can see, it's outside of the green. Now, by the way, this right here, that's Trinity Ridge. That's where my dad lives. So my dad, who was in a skilled nursing facility, is in the Hickory City limits. Right here, walking distance, we are not. Um, so maybe my dad should run for mayor. Maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe I'll have my dad. I'll get him out of there, get him in a wheelchair. We'll go file tomorrow. David Reap for mayor of Hickory. Um, anyway, that's one option. So dad lives there. This right here. This is a grocery store. This is a CVS. This is a Walgreens. Um, most of the green stuff that's been annexed, this whole area is called Mountain View, by the way, where we where I live. This whole area is Mountain View. I live here. This is these are these are commercial stuff. This is like businesses right here. Now, can you see this one little patch of green right here? This one little patch of green right there. That is one house. It's not 
Lowe's grocery store. It's not Bojangles. Bojangles is over here. It's not a skilled nursing facility. It's not a business. This is a home. And that's where the current mayor lives. The current mayor of Hickory has annexed his own house so that he can run for mayor. See the difference? This would, the Ellen Jackson, if you want to pop in here, how how far apart would you say that circle to this circle is? I mean, I don't think it's, I don't even think it's a mile. No, I would say it's maybe six or seven football fields. <laughs> seven. I mean, really? Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, well, I mean, maybe close to a mile, but within a mile, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I could um, walk mm-hmm. right here through here. I could from my house, which is right here somewhere. Yeah. I could be right here in less than f- three, four minutes. And then over here, that's another three. I could walk there. So we're basically neighbors. Yet somehow he can run for mayor and I cannot. All right. Yeah. So there you go, folks. That's the, I'm done with the map. That is the current situation. Now, if I were to annex my home, yeah, you got it. You got it. Okay. If I were to annex my home, then maybe I could run for mayor, but that, like I said, that won't be for a while. Now, the next option we have, and you know, it's Monday right now. So we've got a couple of four days to figure this out. The next thing I could do would be you could write in a name. So when you when you uh vote for mayor, they leave a space for you to write in your name. Now, technically, even though you wrote my name in, I, I don't think I'm not sure about this, but if there's a space there and it says you could write a name, the third option would be, and I'm not got behind this yet because I'm going to find out more stuff about, we'll talk to the attorney here in a minute. I want to find out if they write my name in, how funny would it be if I get more write-in votes, uh, like I get more votes for mayor and I still lose? We've seen this before, haven't we? Anyway, um, those are your options. I can move somewhere. I can get my house annexed, or we could write my name in. I got till Friday to figure it all out. So there you go. What say you guys? What do you think, Elizabeth Hinkle? Sonia Collings, she says, annex your house. I would love to do that, but it might take a while. Brian Corley says you have our vote. Um, and like I said, um, I think I would be a good mayor. I think I'd be really good at it. I want to try it. All right. So um, real quick before we bring our guest in here, I'm noticing that our guest, Jamie Bendel, is in the waiting room. Um, if you go to johnreap.com you can see i now have a hot sauce when i was in high point i sold a lot of these bottles of hot sauce hickory hot sauce so good it'll make your head shake okay you gotta try it um it's not too hot it's hot but not too hot it doesn't burn your tongue off and uh it's got flavor it's it's a it's a meat liquor 
liquor. I just matter. Um, but there you go. All right. So uh, our guest tonight, he's an attorney. He's a comedian. He's a businessman. He's the owner of the Punchline Comedy Club in Atlanta. Some people call him the mayor. Do we have a special guest, the Alan Jackson? Let's let him in here. Let's talk to my special guest. Jamie Bendle, everybody. John, I am coming to you from what looks like the surface of the moon. (laughs) Yeah, you are. Where are you? I'm actually out on the back porch. I got, uh, you know, it's spring like weather down here in Atlanta. Yes. So I figured I'd uh, turn on the lights, fire up the uh, heater, got the rocket chair going. I love it. You still got the Christmas lights. Hey, listen, I am not too classy to not have year round. Twinkle lights on the See, porch. I knew I loved you. This is just one more reason. Yeah. That proves yeah. that we're supposed to be lifelong friends, Jamie. I uh I can I can vouch for the hot sauce. Um and of course the slogan is modified slightly. Uh I put that on most things. Oh yeah, you put it on anything. You can put yeah, it on. Well, you know, the famous one. I'll put it on everything. But you're like, ah, it's not too hot. I'll, I'll put that on something. <laughs> I put it on something. <laughs> yeah. A few things I put it. Yeah, on. it's not everything. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to put that on the. I am. The- I was so excited uh, listening while I was in the waiting room, going through the map, checking out. Do we annex? I have been a write-in candidate. Okay, Jamie. All right, I have so many questions for you. Okay. <sighs> You're an attorney as well. I am. I don't do election law, though. So, All right. Well, let's think about this. What's your gut tell you? In terms of me splitting time uh, with my current situation where I live with my mom that's not in the district, Mm -hmm. or if I shack up with a friend who is in the – how many nights do I have to sleep there so it's not a felony? Oh, I am 100% unqualified to make a determination on the line between misdemeanor and felony mayorship. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I would say you should should spend as many nights there as possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I kind of like the idea of annexation. Uh, Although, admittedly, a little bit of a weird week to be talking about (laughs) claiming property. Well, here's another thing. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and the uh, president of Ukraine was a stand-up comedian. We are destined for elected office, right? right? I mean, you've had there's been movies about this um, with Robin Williams and Chris Rock, comedians, and went on to be president. These are movies right. that were made. Yeah, um, but here it is, actual real life. Yeah. So, all right. So I, that's the that's the fine line I need to figure out because. When I talk to a local attorney about this, I'm going to ask them what I travel anyway. Like I'm on the road most of the time. So the times I do come home is like a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then I'm gone again on a Wednesday or Thursday. So I'm only there half the time anyway. Right. So I'm wondering if there's a, an allowance for that. People who travel. I would be surprised. Uh, so I don't know. Um, so sometimes there are uh, elected offices that are considered part-time. Uh, okay. And the presumption is, is that, and so that's often the case with like city council people, right? Uh-huh. Um, they're not necessary. And oftentimes the mayor is like 
super council person. And in your description, you know, they're a tie-breaking vote on the council and you get to cut ribbons and, you know, things yeah. of that nature. Um, and they are important jobs and you really do have the ability to make a positive impact on your community. So uh, mm-hmm. I am pro-run if possible. Yeah. Um, however, I would be far, far more concerned about some of the uh, HOA shenanigans you pulled uh, and some of the other places you lived, uh, maybe in other states. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't. I, I mean, who knows? What if you? What if you had a condo somewhere in California where you were like late on your assessment, and it's like now turned into an attack ad? Where it'd be oh. like John Reap didn't pay for the new tiles at the pool, right? And we trust him to rebuild the bridge. My my record's clean. I mean, the the place I had before this was a condo in L.A. I always paid my HOAs. Um, yeah, it's that that part's squeaky clean. Good. Now there's other parts that could come out, uh, and you? that's fine too. And I could always say I'm a comedian. I'm a comic. Like, right? <laughs> it's the greatest. Yeah. It gives you so much freedom as a candidate. Yeah, yeah. but it did start as sort of a goof just talking about it and the more i talked about it the more i realized man this could be it this could be my new thing if covid shuts me down and i can't do anything well then i have to do this it's like it's forced my hand i've got nothing else to do all i have is my name and a little bit of celebrity behind my name i have no other qualifications but i am good at people i'm a good people person and you have one very important qualification that shouldn't be overlooked you love hickory I love Hickory. Right? Mm-hmm. So you're committed to that town and to the people who live there and everything that it stands for. It really is what makes you a perfect candidate for mayor. Yeah. Well, it's not over. I have till Friday to figure this out. Um, and like I said, we're going to talk more about it tomorrow night on Country Ish. You're sitting mm-hmm. in for a, a very funny comedian, John Heffron, who we both know and love. Oh, he was just with us in Atlanta. I- Right. How did it go? I heard I heard it was great. It went terrific. John, uh, of course, if anybody hasn't had the opportunity to see them in their town, you should go see him. He's terrifically, terrifically talented. By the way, we talked a little bit about some of the shows that you guys got to do together. Mm-hmm. Um, what a cool concept and great uh, idea about taking um, a non-traditional approach to bringing your show to places that are underserved from a comedy perspective. We, we want to do more of those where it's like, you know, I introduce him to my town. He introduces me to his town, but then we branch out. And then now, now we're talking to Tammy Pascatelli. And yeah. now we're in Pennsylvania or wherever yep. she, I forgot yep. where she, or Alonzo Bowden. We're in some, so we want to spread it out to where we slowly, but we're always skipping the big cities. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. A big I, network. So, you know, and this, so here's the thing, and you're talking about small towns, right? Uh, it is not uncommon that when a downtown um, and what is sometimes characterized as like a neglected downtown mm-hmm. starts to get revitalized, the very first thing that they put money into is the theater that's in a downtown. Oh, right? are you so hearing this, Alan? You have all of these great, you know, 200, 500, 800 seat kind of theaters that are right on Main Street. That's right next to the cool new little restaurant and the little bar that's trying to make it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the first thing that that so many towns put money back into is that theater that's on Main Street. Um, Our, we have just started putting money back into uh, there was a 40 million dollar um, 
downtown city walk that was mm-hmm. just created. It was from bond money and grant money. Mm-hmm. And the and it's beautiful. And I'm glad they did it. Um, and the, the, a lot of the downtown area looks really nice. But they spent, of that $40 million, 753000 on these two wooden arches that were supposed to be like our gateway to this. Yeah. You know, St. Louis has the gateway to the west. That was going to be the hatchway to Hickory. Yep. <laughs> and sadly, it got a little windy. Yeah. And now they've been destroyed. They yeah. fell down and they're just laying there. It's mm-hmm. rubble now. Mm-hmm. It's so why thought, it's mm-hmm. why we need to invest in our public school education. Uh, mm-hmm. You need kids who can graduate from math class to figure out how to teach an <laughs> right. right. Yes, we should build back better. We um, need STEM classes to make sure <laughs> that the archway isn't going to fall. And what's funny is like, I, and I talked about this on my country-ish small town news segment where I talk about weird things that happen in small towns and finally something happened in my town and that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And so I talked about how, uh, they used an outside company to design it. Some, some company in Oregon and they used, um, Douglas fir trees to make the arches. And, uh, well, we're in Hickory and there are Hickory trees. Yeah. But I know that's not the good, the, the correct kind of wood to use, but I just find it funny that we're in Hickory and we're using Douglas firs from Oregon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the wood knew it wasn't supposed yeah, to be. There. Even the wood knew. Nature doesn't allow us to grow here. We shouldn't be an arch. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. anyway, if you want some firewood, Jamie, just come on. It's five hours north. Come up here. Free firewood. Yeah. Yeah. Douglas fir. Right. Um, but I thought that would be another good good time to strike while the iron is hot because that happened under the current mayor's watch. And he actually yeah. said, he actually said these arches will last forever. So I was going to use that against him. I and I would encourage you. I know I'm not. I haven't been brought on as a uh, campaign consultant, uh, yeah. but I would encourage you to not use words of unlimited duration. Um, <laughs> right. These yes. arches should last for several lifetimes. <laughs> right. I mean, right? nothing lasts forever. Why would you say forever? Few things. Few things last forever. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, my friend. I know you you wear many hats. Um, I'm coming to your club. Later this yeah, year. In July. In July. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. Um, I look forward to going there. I mean, I look forward to coming to Atlanta my whole life, my whole career. But I really like looking. I look forward to coming there. The food, where, where you're at now, is next to an uh, amazing diner that is that has everything that you could think of. And every time I go there, I know as soon as the show's over, I'm getting something to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pig out and pass out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take out and pass out. Yeah. That's, that's what um, I do. So the good news is, is uh, it's, it's probably not selling it the right way, saying we're next to. We actually share yeah. a kitchen with and are divided by the thinnest of walls yes. uh, to a traditional 24-hour Greek diner. And that's it has I mean. a very comprehensive menu. So we are oh. one of the very rare comedy clubs where you could uh, get a short stack or yeah. scampi. Yes. Either. Yeah. Either. So um, uh, okay. good. Well, okay. Also, looking at your bio, reading everything about you, buddy. Mm. Tell me about the car dealership. Are we still? No. So I was in the car business for a while. That was a terrific business. Turns out, uh, John, that I, uh, if I had named the business cars that Jamie wish he owned, <laughs> we would have done great. It was yeah. it was a great business to be in. I love going to the auction 
uh, and it's all the chaos of the and you're like eye contact and you know, that whole thing. I've never um, been to one of those, man. That would be so much fun. It is so much fun. Initially I was way overwhelmed, way mm-hmm. overwhelmed. And I would go down mm-hmm. with the guy who was like our normal buyer. Right. And he yeah. would have a run list of cars. And for people who haven't ever been to one of those, like the cars, you know, ca- kind of come in a few days before the auction, they all sit out in the lanes and you can kind of work your run list and say, okay, this is a car I want to see. You go in it, you, you can turn it on to make sure the windows open and close. And so you're yeah. not just seeing them in the lane. However, however, yeah, you could get distracted by some stuff that's running in the lane. And you're like, oh, I didn't see that car. Where'd that car come from? I should probably bid on that. And you have no idea what it's worth or who you would be selling it oh. to, whether it's going to, you know, so you can come home with some surprises, which, uh, isn't always great, but, uh, I loved it. And then we got out of it for a while. I still keep in touch with the buyer. So like when I've got friends that need a car or something like that, I'll try to, what was your, your favorite vehicle that you had? Okay. So I had two, two favorites. Okay. One was a 1977 VW bus. It had a Chrome foot gas pedal. Oh wow! It was awesome. Yeah. Um, was it in the shape of a foot? It was. Chrome yeah. Foot. yeah, it was the <laughs> best. Okay. That's great. Um, and the the slide door on the side didn't work great. Uh, so, and my kids were mortified. They're like, "Dad, this car!" And I, of course, loved it. I'm like, "This is the coolest thing ever." And I will tell you, if you've ever driven one of those, mm-hmm. uh, and anybody who has one would verify this, you stop someplace, everybody has a story about one of these things. I dropped the kids off one day at school, at the elementary school, and as I'm leaving carpool, door falls right off the side of the <laughs> So I had to get out. Wait, like, were your kids were yeah. they, were they in the they earshot of this? They were already inside. <laughs> but it was that. And then the other car, which uh, – so Tom Rhodes, right? Tom Rhodes, yeah. our dear friend Tom. Uh, Tom, for many, many years, uh, and people would know this if, if you've ever listened to him be interviewed, uh, Tom really and truly was a road comic, like had mm-hmm. no home, you know, was out on the road and touring and traveling and doing everything. But when he did have a car, he loves old BMWs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was at the sale one day and Tom had hit a deer in <sighs> his car. And so there was this old mid eighties, uh, five series and, and Tom often will drive an older five shares. So, um, I sent him a picture of it and I'm like, Tom, this is all you. And, uh, blah, blah. um, and I wound up not buying it, but Tom did. Oh, okay. Tom, wow. Tom wound up meeting this guy at the sale was over. It didn't sell at the auction, but I was able to connect Tom with the guy down in, uh, Jacksonville and Tom went and bought the car. Um, no kidding. Absolutely. Yeah. And I regret, and I mean, it, it wound up, inspiring me to go on a hunt to find a similar car. <laughs> okay. And we wound up having like twinsies, oh. uh, five series BMWs. So we drove it. I took a picture outside the old hotel at the, that we used to have for the club with the car, car, two of us with our cars together. It was, it was kind of cool. Where did he take that VW bus? No, he didn't take the bus. He took the old, old BMW. Where did I he? Oh, I got five you. Series. Yeah. Where did, did he drive that to? Drove it, picked it up, and drove it right back out to California. California. He put a couple of hundred thousand miles on it after he bought it, and it was it was turned out to be a great car. What is it about? Well, two questions. One, uh, Tom Rhodes. Uh, I bumped into him in Amsterdam one uh-huh. day. All right. Do you know? Do, do you know he lived out in? Uh, yeah. 
Amsterdam yeah. for a long yeah. time. He was he had his own talk show, TV show. Yeah, and he was a huge, huge late star night in Amsterdam. Yep. And and I was uh, with some other of my friends, and we were uh, checking out the local affairs there, mm-hmm. the uh, coffee shops. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw me and my friends were like. I was like, dude, that's Tom Rhodes. I'm like, no, it can't be Tom Rhodes. And, and I looked over and it was him. And he was arguing with a homeless guy or yeah. a beggar. And I remember look, I looked over. He was like, no, man, I gave you a dollar last week. If I give you another one, you're going to do the same thing. Like he was really trying to reason with this guy. Right. right. And I just thought it was so funny. I was like, hey, Tom, it's, I'm John. That's Jeff. We're comedians. He's like, oh, yeah. And he was super nice. Yeah. Um. I've always loved that guy. He's the sweetest. He's the sweetest, sweetest guy. Yeah. You know, terrifically so, funny, great writer, you know, mm-hmm. super sweet. Uh, and so the BMW, he drove it back to California. Drove it back to California. I hunted down a different one. And then uh, he had actually dr- driven it one one of the gigs that he came to the punchline, had the car with him. And so we, uh, you know, did a little photo shoot with the cars, you know, yeah. like guys do out in front of the parking lot. What is it about Volkswagen's? What is it that people love so much about those vans? Is it like it, it's sort of like the hippie life? You know, is it that whole like I'm going to follow the Grateful Dead around and okay, uh, so sell I, beer out of the back of my car? I don't know how uh, much you look at motivational Instagram, uh, the sub the genre oh. of uh, mindset, affirmation, holistic Not, embrace of life kind of stuff. If I do, it's accidental. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you VW bus is like motivational Instagram on wheels. Gotcha. It, that car does not go fast. It makes you question whether or not I should tackle this hill. It makes you wonder whether or not this decline is too steep. Uh, you become very (laughs) meditative and reflective driving a VW bus. Um, Uh, it is, it is, uh, Scooby-Doo. I think didn't Scooby Doo? Uh, no, Scooby Doo was like a do- like a like a Dodge van, right? Someone Ford just van. put it up there. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Oh, so uh, listen to this though. Okay, yeah. so if you've got some people commenting on the side there about van stuff, can okay? you see it? Can you see I these comments? I, I can't see that. I'm okay. looking at something right. different. Gotcha. Um, but uh, I've been taking the last several years a guy's trip to one of the big Mecham auctions down okay. in Kissimmee, Florida. Uh-huh. There is a ridiculous amount of money that people are making in like 70s shag and wagon vans. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it, the with the murals on the side and the, the whole thing. Wow. Like that is a rapidly appreciating kind of... I year. hope that vans make a good comeback because I remember... My dad bought a van when I was a kid. It was a used van, but... It was new to us, and it had the carpet on the inside. I mean, it was like a if you could make a like an RV and condense it to a van is what kind of van I'm talking about here. Now, and somewhere along the way, van got a bad rap, a white van with kidnapping children and throwing them in the back. You know what I'm talking about? The whole oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, white yeah. van. It's like don't trust the guy in a white van. Yeah. So so somewhere it took a turn for like the the weird. Mm-hmm. But I see, I see, I see what you're talking about. I've seen a lot of these murals on vans recently, and I'm hoping yeah. that the van makes a comeback. That in a, little, in a like cool the little, way. yeah, like the little shorty, like the you know the shorter van. Not like the most yeah. people probably 
like a lot of us of our generation, the big van was obviously a team van, right? Yeah. That was like the big van. Yeah. Um, but then they got a little elongated and it was before it turned into like the mid eighties, uh, custom, custom van, you know, yeah. that kind of conversion van kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is just old fashioned mm-hmm. van. Yeah. Yeah, I liked the A-Team van as a kid. Uh, and uh, But yeah, somewhere along the way, the construction van, just you saw more of those. Like a white construction sort oh, yeah. of, you know, yeah. it's like, well, that's boring and no one wants to be a part of that. But no. yeah, yeah, you're right. Vans are coming back, dude. But if you got an old van right now, let's say you found like an old white painter construction handyman van, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the traditional uh, E-150 or whatever they are, right? Right, right. You could probably wrap that in vinyl for like six bucks. Yeah. Right? And have some cool mural. Yeah. How fun would that be? What inside of the van you had, how was it laid out on the inside? All benches. I had all vinyl, super thin, super <laughs> thin benches. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. How many people would it seat? Uh, I, you could probably get, uh, well, I got an entire 10U softball team in there. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there weren't seatbelts enough to go around anyway, but we weren't <laughs> going fast enough to get in any trouble, right? I mean, it was... Right, you can't. You, That's true. <laughs> you, can't get, you can't get in that much trouble with it. You know? Oh, man. Yeah. Now you're making me want a van. I um, I just got a new vehicle. Uh, one of our sponsors is Hendrick Honda of Hickory. Oh, yeah. And so now the Hemi guy drives a Honda. I'm mm-hmm. a Honda guy now. Mm-hmm. And uh, best vehicle I've ever owned, 2021 Honda Passport. I now drive as many places as I can. Back in the day, I used to be if I was if it was three or four hours of a drive, I'm probably going to fly. Oh yeah, but now with COVID, with masks, yeah, with just people beating the shit out of each other in the sky, yeah. If it's I've extended it to like seven or eight hours. Yeah, road trip. <laughs> it's because it. I got a nice car. Like yeah. I like being in the car. I will tell you, John, uh, the Bendel House has had 20 years of Honda minivans in the driveway. Oh, very good. I would tell you that there is no uh, complete. It's like the offensive lineman of vehicles. The minivan. <laughs> it will it will do just about anything you ask of it. <laughs> That's it right. Just about anything it's smart, right? Yeah. Does it, it doesn't overheat too much because it's in nope. shape. Nope. It has a lot of capacity, right? It's got all, I mean, you throw a trailer hitch on that thing. I got a, bikes in the back. I got roof rack. I got plenty, plenty of pace to, to sit. Um, well, me and Heifer, we love to talk about all things 80s. Absolutely. Let's do it. We're big fans of the 80s. And I'm mm-hmm. going to do some, uh, some things happened this day in history, mm-hmm. in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Would you like 1983, 1986, or 1987? Ooh, 86, 87 was mm-hmm. high school for me. Okay. Uh, that was high school time. 83 was actually the year my wife graduated from high school. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I was a, uh, I was a sixth grader when she graduated from high school. Ooh. That's what I do. You went the That's other way. Oh, I, I like that. You you were hitting up, dude. <laughs> How did you pull that off? Uh, well, I wasn't a sixth grader at the time. Um, so you met her way later. <laughs> it yeah, was yeah. it was later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was that's later. that's a pretty. I mean, if uh, in high school, if you were a, a freshman or a sophomore, you really didn't have 
a girlfriend. There was, there's no chance for you. I mean, unless you're just really good looking and there's a girl your age yeah. who yeah. does not want a senior. Right. You could right? maybe go one grade up. Yeah, but you maybe one grade up. If you were in a in a sixth grade and you were and you're getting a high school girl, I went all the way. Right. I went all the way past. I love yeah. that. Uh-huh. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. All right. So do you want 83, 86, or 87? Let's go uh 80. Let's go 86. 86. All right. On this very day in 1986, the Major League Baseball commissioner suspends players in the drug scandal. Oh. Do you are you a baseball guy? I am enough of a baseball guy to be disappointed that our defending world champion Atlanta Braves mm-hmm. may get robbed out of some portion of their title defense with this lockout that they have going on in Major League Baseball right now. I don't even know what's going on, Jamie. What's happening? They apparently can't agree. So they were not having spring training. Today was a bit of a uh, mediation deadline to try to get opening day on track. They may be killing at uh, a month worth of the baseball oh, no. season while we're talking, John. Is this just Atlanta or? No, it's the. Uh, all of the MLB. It? It's all of MLB. Wow. Also, yeah. I think Atlanta got kind of robbed in the, um, what was it? The, uh, the all-star game. Weren't they supposed to play it in Atlanta we and then they moved it? To, yeah, we were supposed to host the game and um, they wound up moving the game. And a lot of people advocated for them to keep the game because yeah. it's negatively impacted the merchants and, you know, the people right. who are supportive of the game and whatnot. So um, I'm assuming they'll bring it back at some point. But as yeah. it turns out, we got to host some World Series games. So if you if you gave us the choice of saying one game, all star game, <laughs> or multiple World Series games, we'll take the World Series. We should go. actually go when you come in July. Okay, assuming they're playing, we should go to the. If the Braves are in town, we should oh, totally go to a game. I am down. I'm looking at my schedule. I'm going to go fast forward to July. And yeah. if you're just joining us, I'm talking to Jamie Bendel. Uh, businessman, attorney, owner of the Punchline Comedy Club in Atlanta. Hello, Shane, Kimberly, and Adam. Uh, I will be in Atlanta um, in July. We're looking at the 8th and 9th and 10th. Mm -hmm. So Um, the 10th should be a day game. Sundays are usually day games. Okay. What I might try to do, check this out, Jamie. Okay. After that gig in Atlanta, my next gig, Orlando, Florida. Oh, so I could half my drive up if I stick around for four days. Totally. You should do and that. Just, and then shoot down to Orlando from Atlanta. And yeah. then maybe they'll have some games in the – and I don't have to worry about doing a show that night. And uh, we could actually yeah, enjoy yeah, ourselves. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So we should – I would t- – so Paul Ver- when Verzi was in town, Paul Verzi was uh, in town back in January. And we went to see a Falcons game. Had so much fun on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was I'd- a great time. I have been to Falcons games. I've been to uh, Braves games. And, I mean, Atlanta loves their Braves. Um, totally. And it's such a good uh, good place to watch a baseball game. Oh. Well, on February 28, 1986, the MLB commissioner, Pete, can't pronounce his last name, suspends 11 players. Is it Pete Selig? It's, it's, it's got a U and an E and a B and an E and an R. Uberoth? Oh, Peter uh, Uberoth. He, by the way... Did a great job uh, as the chairperson for the Los Angeles Olympics. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, he was oh. Peter Uberoth was uh, was a was a sports executive extraordinaire. 
Oh, well, yeah. back then he suspended 11 players um, for their involvement with illegal drugs. The suspensions are the most severe in baseball since the infamous Black Sox scandal in 1919. The commissioner doles out lesser penalties to 14 other players for their use of drugs. Um, we're talking about Cincinnati Reds, the Mets, Athletics, Royals. Who are the um, players, does it say? We've got uh, Dave Parker from the Reds, Keith Hernandez. Okay. Uh, like Keith from the Mets? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. One, uh, let's see here. Among those to receive the stiff, it was a one, a, a conditional one year suspension. Dave Parker, Hernandez. Joaquin Andujar, mm-hmm. Lonnie Smith, okay. Enos Cable, mm-hmm. Jeff Leonard, mm-hmm. Dale Barra, and Hall of Famer Yogi Berra. Oh, the son, the son of Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, Yogi he Berra. was the son. I was going to yeah. say Dale Berra. Yogi, Yogi would would have been suspended for probably <laughs> Lipitor at that at that age, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. and he wouldn't even he wouldn't even uh, he wouldn't he have known it. Yeah. Would, it wouldn't have phased him a bit. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, look, uh, here's one. Uh, I like this one because you're a, you're a, you have good taste when it comes to comedy. I know okay. this because you have been booking me for years. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So in 1983 on this day, the final episode of mash airs. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Now I will admit a okay. guy, my age, I will be 50 March 26. Mm-hmm. Mash was in that gray area for me that I just yeah. was too young to understand and under and, and get the jokes. Yeah. So I never got attached to it. I uh I I fall into that same gray area. Okay. It was one of those generational shows that was uh a little I watched it, I had some awareness of it, but it yeah. wasn't necessarily something uh you know, I I would have watched Mash honestly probably as more of like a rerun show. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, le- and less as a first run. You know, this is every Tuesday night is Mash night. It was so confusing for me because I know I know they were doing the Korean War, mm-hmm. um, but really they were talking about the Vietnam War. But they right. were doing it like it's the Korean War, and then right. you had and it was a comedy, and people were dying. And then right. there was one guy dressed up like a woman half the time. Right. <laughs> I just did not know what was going on at that yeah. young age. Yeah. Well, and it was a lot of joke. Like you, like you said, it was resonated more with people who had probably lived through that time period of the draft and, yeah. you know, things of that nature. Um, and arguably, uh, just this past week, the actress who played Hot Lips Houlihan from the show MASH just died. Yeah. I uh, saw that. Yeah. So, um and I want to say she played somebody's mom. Oh, she played the mom in uh, Mark Maron's show. Mark Maron's show. Mark Maron's show. He had uh, he had a show that he did, and 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 she played the mom. Wow! Yeah. I totally forgot Mark Maron had a show. Yeah. Because now his podcast is so gigantic, it's all he focuses on. Yeah. I mean, he's had a good uh, comedy and acting career. Yeah. But I forgot about the show. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, small Dash, world. Yeah, small, small world, man. Yeah. Dash Man says, MASH is insanely good. Hated it growing up, but loved catching it later. I hear you. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you. So maybe that's a great question that Dash asks. Yeah. Are there shows that 
are timeless that deal with those kinds of issues mm-hmm. um, that hold up if you go back and watch them. Because some well, shows, I feel like, get dated quickly. Okay. Yeah. popular at the time. I think a lot of them do. Well, what might be a good example would be something like that, that 80s show where you know going in that it's we're talking about the 80s. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm sorry, that 70s show. Right. That's, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Well, I thought know, you were actually pitching a new show moving up. <laughs> right. Me yeah. and Heffron, that's what we're yeah, working on, right? that 80s show. That's yeah. what this is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I actually think they made one called that 80s show, and it just didn't last very long. I actually think they did that. It's probably two on the nose. Yeah. Right. So I'm thinking shows like that, like if you already know, it's not going to be, it's, it's kind of going to be timeless because that time has already passed and that's what you're tuning in for. Yeah. Is that, that's part of the deal. Yeah. But it just seems, it seems interesting to me. So that was a, like you said, it was about war. It dealt with social issues and it was a comedy, right? Yeah. That's a lot. That's kind of a lot, a lot. to bite off in one show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would take, I think about the shows that don't get made now that are like the celebrity, like think about the concept of the love boat, right? Oh, yes. And it's basically like, let's just take recognizable people. Yep. And send them on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it's, yeah. it's, it was such an interesting idea that mm-hmm. is, that really doesn't have a modern day example. I don't think. No, you're, I used to love the love boat. It would be love boat, then fantasy Island. Yeah. Or vice versa. Right. And uh love boat. It's like airing now a lot on the streaming, like free TV streaming mm-hmm. stuff that you get, like Pluto TV or something. Yeah. What's well, a whole channel of Love Boat? Yeah. And you can tune in. Uh, that's, I will watch this sometimes and just fall asleep to it. Yeah. It's great. It's, a, it's well, and you know why that is? John? It's eye candy. It's, that's what happens on a cruise ship. It's the, it's the boat is moving. Uh, it's relaxing. <laughs> you kind of get into that mode, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, I, gotta read I, just, I just love that idea, right? What would be that show? Who would, they're, they're still fame adjacent, mm. right? So they'd be recognizable, but maybe not with a super current project. Yeah. Yeah. And there were I, dozens of people who were on that show. Yeah, there's nothing like that right now because all the love boat was was just about cameos. It's all cameos. That's all it was. It's just the cameo show. Man, I saw one not long ago. It was so good. You had George Jefferson was doing a cameo, okay? Mm-hmm. And but he was married to not the wife from the Jeffersons because he was playing a different character, but right. it was Sherman Hemsley. Right. But he was married to uh, another lady from that show who was like a maid, like a like a smirky maid, like a sassy maid, mm-hmm. and they were the couple, and they were fighting a lot. And I was just thought like, oh, this. Where else could you see this? You wouldn't see that, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. What, what What would that vehicle be? I mean, cruise ships are still around. You would I just mean, redo the. You would just do the love boat again. I think you just do the love boat again. Just love, just love boat again. And I think people, because of the affinity that people would have for the show, they would happily appear on it. Oh, hundred percent. And they got to go for the cheese. I think they, they, you know, back then it was supposed to be a comedy. Now you right. watch it. It's cheese ball. Right. I think if you remake it, you keep the same cheese ball factor. A hundred percent. And maybe even do like a time capsule. Where it's 
even go back from that like it's a cruise it's a love boat from- like it's just continued <laughs> yeah. like it is and yeah. it's it's all it's not like it would be a themed cruise right uh, but it would just be as though that yeah. ship never stopped sailing dude a lot of me too moments on that love boat though I, well you have to be worried yeah. you, the, yeah. the doc of all people trying to get laid all the time doc was uh <laughs> he's a rascal that doc, <laughs> it's a rascal he's a rascal yeah you don't want to end up in the doctor's office on the love boat that could be good or bad mostly yeah. bad i think uh the fantasy yeah, boat's what they should call it yeah mix fantasy island with the love boat remake both at the same time yes uh here's love, another go ahead love island or love fantasy island boat. that's right wait isn't or there a love island boat. well there's like a paradise island or something yeah. Uh, yeah all right here's another thing happened in 1987 on this day and this is kind of uh, timely. It's weird how ironic. Blah, blah, blah. Gorbachev calls for nuclear weapons treaty. Of, oh. all the, of all the days. Of all the days, of all the things. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's interesting. Uh, so you would have, what, been like a 90 high school graduate? 90, graduated 1990. 90. Okay. Uh, so there was a time period there, like latter part of 80s, Mm-hmm. where there was a lot of um, summits and seemed like yeah. treaty making right. with Gorbachev and, you know, it was those late Reagan days. There was a lot of stuff going on. A lot of effort being made to uh, get the world peace going. Totally. I don't see much effort with world peace anymore. It's kind of like we were like, uh, maybe we're just going to stick to our own country and stop reaching out or somewhere along the way, world peace went away. They used to be like, Oh, I just wish for world peace. People used to say that as a joke because it was a thing that you heard all the time. Right. I don't hear people saying world peace anymore. Well, not in, not necessarily in that context. Right. Because you'd think that those were like, that was like, and I don't know what the analogy would be, but when the United States and Russia are beefing, yeah, that's like heavyweight beef. Yeah. Right. Right. Nuclear and weapons beef. And it's right, and it's less than when like the featherweights are beefing. Right. right? Yeah. Because they're like cute. little they're like little 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 yeah. Guys, right? like, ah. yeah, you'll let them scrap for a minute. Yeah. You can okay, boys. Okay, <laughs> yeah, let's break it up, right? Yeah. But when the big dogs are like, you know, mm-hmm. working it out. This um, time call the cops. Yeah. And it seemed like I feel like there was a time period there, and I don't know if it was like pre Gorbachev or like post Gorbachev Mm -hmm. where it was like every 48 hours, the leader of the Soviet union was dying. Oh, right. Right. There was like, like there was like, uh, and drop off and there was, uh, somebody else. And they, like, there was this like whole succession of guys. And then, uh, who was the guy? Was that, who was was after Gorbachev? Uh, was it not Brezhnev? It was uh, 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 Yel- uh, Yeltsin. Oh. Yeltsin. Yeah, Yeltsin. Boris Yeltsin. Right. That's who it was. And, and that, that guy, guy almost died every weekend. He there was like a watch because he might not make it. Um, and who was the who was the crazy guy in Canada that was notorious for a while there? Somebody Ford. Was there a in Canada? There was, like a, there was a Canadian. He was he he may not he wasn't the he wasn't like the prime minister, but he was like maybe the mayor of Toronto. Or like, Boris oh, you talking like crazy dude? With yeah, the hair, with the crazy hair. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was like the Chris Farley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. It was kind of like Yeltsin yeah. was a little like that. Like he was, was just sort of this 
guy that you didn't have any idea like he just he just seemed like they did he was a drawing a big party big table. it was a big it was a big party animal. He was drunk all the time. He'd get up and start dancing like an idiot and grab some girl and do some weird dance with her. Yeah, and then she'd be like, yeah. oh, God, please don't kill me. Yeah. And then in uh, the meantime, they're like, so we should probably talk about the weapons that we have pointed at each other. <laughs> Is there any right. way that we could maybe get together next Tuesday and dial it down a notch? Yeah, let's have a treaty summit party. Yeah, let's talk we about this. We should these. do a treaty. <laughs> yeah. We should so do a treaty. Could you imagine... All right. So I bet, John, if you're a bit like me, you have clicked on your fair share of user agreements without oh, yeah. reading all the fine print. I have. I'm, I'm afraid to admit that, but yes. Yeah. I kind of feel like I hope they do a better job on some of these treaties. <laughs> like it just doesn't <laughs> pop up as like a user agreement to be like, whatever, yeah. I'm in, uh, click, yeah. we'll do it. But we, yeah. Yeah. It says here, um, Soviet leader uh, Gorbachev indicates that his nation is ready to sign a, without delay, a treaty designed to eliminate U.S. and Soviet medium-range nuclear missiles from Europe. Gorbachev's offer led to a breakthrough in negotiations and eventually to the signing of the Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty in December of 1987. So, yeah, um, a lot of nuclear weapons talk now because I think um, Putin... Is it Putin or Putin? I've heard it both ways. Putin. I would Putin, go with Putin. Just like put the nuclear misses on activate, right? Where it's like, okay, we're uh, well, you know, we're so just I did reminding you that we have them. Yeah, and I did a little. Uh, so I read some stuff about that recently, uh, okay. which makes me qualified uh, to make comment on it. Oh yeah, because you read, I mean, you read I mean, something. I read something about it, John. Did you so. get it on? Was it on the internet? Because then it's it could have been on the internet. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's could have been on the internet. That in interestingly, um, that many of the weapons uh, that in theory could be part of this alert, right, or readiness, yeah, status change, actually require some assembly. So it's <laughs> not as though. It's like they take the delivery vehicle and the warhead and they're not next to each other. So they have to, they have to, you know, kind of coordinate. And I think that's part of this treaty stuff that we're talking about, that one of the things that they said is to buy time so that because if they ever go, the consequences of them going can be catastrophic. So we want to build steps into the process to, to build time so that wow yeah if that's the case that is amazing yeah way to yeah. go reagan i guess whoever yeah. made that happen yeah. so, they, so that they're not necessarily um you know just kind of the old-fashioned yeah steamy silo you know right the weird cooling i never understood that in the movies where it was like <laughs> what was the function of the is that cold steam it's <laughs> anytime a do, rocket goes up yeah. What amazes me too is you see the fire coming out the bottom and then yeah. ice chips falling off of it at right. the same time. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Like, which is it, guys? Are we yeah. hot or are we cold? Yeah. I always, and it's only the top. There's never, <laughs> they never, they don't need that steamy stuff, middle or bottom. It's all, yeah, it's just it's as all it's top. coming out the top of the lid. Yeah, there. It's, and it's the little, it's the, <laughs> you knew stuff was about to happen in a movie when they cut to. <laughs> right that was all yeah. stuff is it's happening. going down baby yeah. yeah one of my favorite um 
movies, which is relevant again now, Red Dawn, um, the first one, not Red Dawn, the remake. The remake was sucked. But you remember Red Dawn? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, remember that scene? The first scene scared the crap out of me. And this was when Russia was Soviet Union. I mean, this was right. when Ukraine was a part of Russia. Red Dawn, the kids are in the classroom talking to the teacher. They're just doing what kids do. Look out the window. They see parachutes coming down. They're like, oh, that's weird. What's this? Then, and they just like unload on these kids. And to me, that's what Russia was. They could just come in here and overtake us anytime they anytime, felt like it. Any place. Um, but that's unlikely to probably ever happen. A, la- a full-scale land invasion in America would be very hard to do because we're surrounded by the Pacific and Atlantic Ocean. We're not surrounded, but they have we have them on either side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you think of that movie? I mean, that's people are talking about like it's a Red Dawn sort of time again. Yeah. So uh, I would like to think that, um, you know, to your point about does a old thing hold up over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's interesting to look back and think, oh, how innocent I was when I thought maybe Red Dawn might happen. Yeah, right yeah. And now yeah. you look back and you're like, oh yeah, that's not right. There's so many plot holes and flaws in that in that uh, you know. And I don't know if it's because. Um, so I wonder. Okay, now I don't. I'm, I'm going out on a limb here, John. Go for it, buddy. Come on out with me on this. Yeah, I'm ready. This is okay. what podcasting's all about, brother. So if we were on the limb yes. and we initially said, okay, we are uh, potential Wolverines. Okay, me and you. Right? Me, you, and John Hereford. Okay. But then shortly thereafter, I feel like we're going Top Gun. We're going Top Gun. Uh, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? What isn't sequentially? Red Dawn was out before Top Gun. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, so I Red think Dawn the, first, right? And I think at the point at which you'd say, "Well, if I had my choice of Wolverining it in the woods or call sign and Top Gunning it," oh yeah, go Top Gun. I, I think I got to go Top Gun, one hundred percent, because those guys had access to females, you know. They, they would go to uh, well the whole stru- I mean the whole structure I mean I, there are times in my life when I yeah. still think I feel like I should buzz the tower uh, yeah yeah right? totally I feel like <laughs> buzzing the tower is great by the way they re- they have a new top gun and they're just sitting on it I, I don't know that's ever gonna come out oh I have n- no idea where where is it it's been out I mean it's I mean not that it's been out but it's been completed yeah They've right. been talking about it ever since talking COVID. About, they wanted they wanted to do it July fourth, and then they pushed it back because of COVID. Um, but yeah, Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey, year be- years before Dirty Dancing, where it was in Red Dawn together, right? Oh, was Patrick she, was she in- Jennifer Grey was one of the girls that they had to save. Okay, I had forgotten that. Yeah, and they took, and then you had. Um, Oh, he had the the uh, 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 oh god uh, uh, Estevez. He had Martin Amelia. Sheen, yeah. yeah, and you had Martin Sheen before he was crazy. Yeah, um, I-, I think at during there was a period during the mid '80s when I think there were like only six twenty-year-old male actors. 
because <laughs> they right. did. It was right. taps okay. and all Wait. the right moves. And... Let's not, I'm going to see if I can get all six. And you tell okay. me if I'm right or wrong. This is all, all right. six. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, you had um, C. Thomas Howe. Mm-hmm. Okay. You had uh, Tom Cruise. Okay. Rob Lowe. Yeah. Um, Emilio Estevez. Martin yeah. Sheen. Yeah. And Charlie John Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. John Cryer. Is that all six? Ooh, Cryer. No, John Cryer. No, Cryer no, was hang not on. in that group. Wait, hang on. Did I say Swayze was kind of in it? Did I say Swayze? I didn't, didn't say Swayze, Swayze but Swayze was it. in it a little bit. That's your top right? six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said Rob Lowe. Did you say Rob Lowe? Uh, Rob Lowe. I said C. Thomas Howe. I said C. Thomas Tom Howe. Yeah. All those guys. It was like that was the only people that were in movies, it seemed like. Yeah. Right. And then they semi got replaced by the. Anthony Michael Hall, Robert Downey Jr., uh-huh. uh, James Spader. Um, oh, yeah, that's and, true. Andrew McCarthy or whatever that kid's, the guy's name was. Yeah. Right? It, it was, gave way to, like, more punky attitude, like, preppy punky kid almost. It went from, like, uh, Patrick Swayze, badass, going to kick your ass. Charlie right. Sheen, going to kick your ass. Right. To Dave Spader, like, I'm just going to emote about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he kind of, but he's carried that vibe through his. Oh, he has through his whole career. One of the best, ever. right? Yeah, terrific, but definitely stayed a little bit in that lane. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, right. I was. I forgot to tell you this too. I speaking of the Russia stuff one more time. I, I um, in nineteen ninety, I was a student ambassador. Um, there's this program that was founded in the. I think the 40s, 30s or 40s by Dwight D. Eisenhower. It was called People to People. Uh-huh. And their whole mission was to get the youth of America to go to travel to other countries and just hang out with the youth of those countries in an effort to promote world peace. And we went to Russia in 1990. Um, I, was in, I, I was in Moscow. I was in the Ukraine when they called it the Ukraine. The Ukraine. Uh, I went swimming in the Dnieper River. Um, I got detained by some cops for trading illegally on the black market. Okay. I can never tell this story because Burt Kreischer is the machine. I feel like he has covered all of the Russia comedy, Mm. but that did happen to me. And, um, well, you know, John, they do say that if it's your life, it can be your material. Let me ask you that as a, as a comedian yourself and a club, uh, owner who's seen lots of comedy, what is the etiquette? Um, if Burt Kreischer has the Russian machine story, do I dare dabble in this story? I would. I would. It's your truth. Mm-hmm. You tell your truth. It was. It was a different time period, right? You were not. You were not the same age when it happened. It was a formative experience. Yeah. I think it integrates well with some of the uh, other other pieces of material that you have, where you talk about your experiences growing up in Hickory. Yeah. Right. And I would imagine that there was a uh, comparable team in uh, perhaps the Ukraine Mm -hmm. that was trying to meet uh, the kids of his community and the girls of their community. Oh, yeah. You guys were right. Yeah. I'll give you a quick rundown. I mean, I've never really talked about it on stage. I've told Burt Kreischer this and he said, yeah, go for it as well. Yeah. Um, 
And I think if I were to do it on stage, I would say, by the way, I have permission from uh, Burt Kreischer to tell this story. <laughs> I would jokingly throw that in there. You know, why not? Because people probably yeah. think it. Um, you should tell the story. And then it turns out that that Russian kid's name was Burt Kreischer. Kreischer. <laughs> That's how I ended. <laughs> yeah. He had his shirt off the whole time. This guy, this, this teenage kid <laughs> has his shirt off. <laughs> well, uh, what happened was we were uh, – doing one of our functions uh it was probably like 30 or 40 of us kids from all over america we all have the same shirts on we all do these things where we go to different towns yep. and we hang out and they they greet us with salt and bread and they dance around and we shake hands and we get to know them a little bit and one of the guys that i was talking to they encourage us to have pen pals you know okay. before the internet this was 1990 yeah so Free internet pen pals yeah, is the way to go pen pals they said get their information and they, you know, we had little small gifts that we would give to them and they would give us whatever. And I had my mother at the time worked at a phone company and they gave us a bunch of ink pens and that just had the name of the phone company. And they loved anything with English writing on it because, you know, they were still communist and they just loved America was cool to them. So they loved bubblegum and blue jeans. I remember this. And I had this ink pen. And the guy was like, oh, let's, let's, uh, he was teaching me Russian cuss words. Mm -hmm. Like, I like this guy. Like, we're, we're, we're cutting it up. He spoke perfect English. I didn't know mm -hmm. any Russian, but I'm, I'm writing my address down this piece of paper and I gave it to him and, and he gave me like a, a pen or something. Anyway, this cop sees us trading like that, okay. mm -hmm. grabs us both, pulls us back into the hotel. My friends didn't see this happen. So now I am detained by a cop. Uh, somewhere in the bowels of this big hotel with another mm -hmm. kid, and the cop doesn't speak English. The other kid is yelling at the cop in Russian. They're both screaming at each other. Okay. And I don't know what's happening. I'm scared to death. Mm -hmm. I said, dude, what's going on? Am I in trouble? And he's like, it is bullshit. I've got this. Do not worry about it. I, I'll handle this. <laughs> and they start, and they're yelling some more, and I look at the cop, and, the, and then the cop waves that guy off, right? Like he leaves. Now it's just me and the cop. And I don't speak Russian. He don't speak English. And he looked at me like, do you have a pen? And I have a whole bag of pens. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's how I, that's why I thought I was in here. I came. Yeah. Pens, pens for peace. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so I was like hesitantly handing him this pen and he looked at it and he's like, oh yeah. And he's clicking on it and he walks away and he fills some stuff out and he comes back and he gives me this pendant like a thing that you would put on a big Russian hat or your sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It had a, a sickle and a hammer and it had wings coming out of it. And he handed it to me okay. and then waved me off. Oh. So essentially he arrested me for trading. Then he traded with me. Yes. That's how corrupt that was. Uh, that's how it worked back in those days. And that guy was Burt Kreischer. And it turns out, yeah. Bert Kreischer. Yeah, I got to work on the story, but that's a, that's the actual true thing. That I would, but I would think, John, right yeah. at the time, you're now in a foreign country, you are in an environment outside your control. You've lost your friends. Yeah, you are reliant on this team that you have the most tenuous of black market trading relationships with. Yeah, and uh, you could be off to the gulag. I, right oh, I thought I was—I thought I was going to uh, what do they call it? Uh, 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 Alan, what do we call it? The, the gulag? area, not the gulag, Siberia. 
Right, Siberian Gulag. Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Siberian. and I could be saying it wrong. That's why I said it three different ways. Um, but yeah, off you could scared be. the hell out of me. Um, yeah, but I, I I got some street cred from everybody else that day that thought it was pretty badass. I'm sure um, you did. Yeah. Let me you ask should, you. You should actually use that in your campaign for mayor of Hickory. Oh, that's going to go on my resume. I am a promoter of world peace. I have I been have, to other. I'm a student ambassador. I'm. I'm. Uh, I have experience with international relations. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do that. Hey, you know, before we before I forget, Jennifer Gray, you said it was in Red Dawn. Yes, um, she was also in a show that was on Amazon called Red Oaks. Okay, and it was very funny, and it's about a country club in like the mid '80s, and so I just was thinking. Is there an actor or actress who has appeared in a number of projects that all have like the same color or number in them? So she was like Red Dawn, oh, Red Oaks. Yeah. Red. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I'll bet you if we were to look it up, we would find that actors like uh, Gary Busey or. Mm. You, you know, with like you know, 48 hours or the last hour, or right? One there's hour always photo. A, there's a connection of yeah. like they just are drawn to uh-huh. some some project, yeah. Or yeah. like, uh, who am I thinking of from uh, Yellowstone? Um, oh, that's a good one there, 1883. Sam Elliott, yep. Sam, is the international sign for Sam Elliott? The, the Sam Elliott, or you got- <laughs> could, could be Wilford Brimley. <laughs> we could, yeah. either one, <laughs> we got to figure out for charades. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds like Sam It's yeah. gotta be Sam <laughs> Are you watching that? What are you watching right now? What do you like? Uh, so I actually was just uh, rediscovered that Space Force, which is Steve Carell. Uh, that's I think is pretty. Uh, it's got some clever writing to it. Um, when it first light. came out, it first came out right after Trump said that. I'm talking maybe a month or two later. Like it seemed like it, they did it quick. Yeah. And then that was season one. So you're talking season two just came out or something. So season two just came out. Yeah. Um, and I had kind of, it's one of those things where I, so here's the problem that I have with how much content is out there now. Like oh it's gosh. great that everything is bingeable. Yeah. Right. It's amazing. Um, and by the way, uh, I know they split Ozark in half. Yeah. And I know that I'm in a dark setting. Uh, this right now is the middle of the day in Ozark. <laughs> that show is the dark. I sell it houses. Is. I sell houses on Lake Lanier in where that show is shot. And there is no house on the lake as dark as the inside <laughs> of that house. It doesn't matter what's going on. That house is pitch black inside all the I time. No, it is. It is. And when I, when I first moved back home, I wanted to get a lake house and I started watching it. And I'm like, I'd never find the bathroom. You can't no. see it. You can't turn the lights on in that place. No. Although, you know, talk about dark movies um, from a, from a uh, screen visit appearance. Um, I think uh, the, the original Godfather mm-hmm. it has been re-released in theaters. Uh, and I think I would love to go see the Godfather in a movie theater. Oh yeah. I think that would be such a different experience. I mean, I've seen it on TV a thousand times. It's a long movie, yes, like three hours. I don't know because honestly, I watch it 
yeah. like whenever it's on, I'll pick it up whenever it's on and I'll turn, yeah. you know, it's not a movie that I, I kind of know how it ends, you yeah. know, so I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But, you watch it for a minute and you go like, all right, I got shit to do. I got it. I, I, okay. I know where it is. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't matter because every scene is terrific and you kind of know all the lines mm-hmm. in it, whatever. But I get that way. Um, so if you're like, what are you watching now? Like gangs of New York is on one of the, it's either HBO or Showtime yeah. or one of those. So yeah. I've probably in the last three weeks watched Gangs of New York six times because I'll, wow. I'll, I'll turn on the TV and it's on and I'll just sort of watch it a little bit here yeah. and there. And oh, and the other one that's on right now, which rarely is on, is that movie Memento. Um, so Memento is the one where it's the guy has like the short term memory thing. So it's one one portion of the movie is playing forward in time and the other one is kind of going back in time. I okay. Who's in it? I, is there a famous uh, person? So, guys, uh, look up look up Memento and leave it in the comment section. I'm trying to figure yeah. out. Um, someone said, I think it was Dashman. Actually, said Steven Seagal, hard to kill, out for a kill, out for justice. Steven yeah. Seagal movies. Yeah. So he, he had a, he had a he had a run there. Yeah. yeah. And that was exactly it. It was all. Uh, the out the word out in the yeah movie. out yeah. yeah and and isn't he uh big f- uh friends with putin as well he, uh, <laughs> you know uh he i think has gotten himself um ingratiated with some people who uh <laughs> you know maybe made sense at the time but aren't yeah. made, made as much sense now jean-claude van damme was kind of that same you know the problem with for me with jean-claude van damme okay badass Great kickboxer could do the split on two trucks going down the road at the same time. But the accent, something about his accent made him soft to me. And I don't know if that's just a hang up in my brain. Like when you hear the Southern accent, you go, well, that person's dumb. You hear an English accent, you go, that guy's a genius. Something about his French accent made me think of him as like a pansy. Yeah. So, you know, so it's interesting. So I would say, of those martial arts. All right. So I'm going to, again, we're launching. Let's go. Here, let's go on the limb. We're launching. Theories. You know how like comedy clubs sometimes will have only like one magician or one hypnotist. <laughs> A right? year? No. Yeah. They don't ever use two. I got the one guy. Oh, that's their guy. Yeah. I got the guy. Right. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like martial arts movie stars are kind of the same. Okay. Who's your right? guy? Well, no, I'm saying like there was the Steven Seagal. Yeah group and then yes. there was the jean-claude group and then yeah. jackie chan had his run mm-hmm. and jet lee was sort of randomly yeah. in there you right? go back in time you got chuck norris you got bruce lee right 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 yeah. but there but there weren't like yeah two guys yeah right there's like the one guy that's kind of making those and i and again i know it's a timely thing but like that what was it blood sport blood sport was the jean-claude movie yeah with chong think- lee was like Trunk. Oh, right, that guy, <laughs> yeah. right, with the one dude, and he throws the sand, and it's he's blinded, right, <laughs> yeah. and he has to kind of, you know, find his yeah. way to avenge his friend. Um, right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, my guy. See, for me, martial arts got big around seventh grade for me. Okay. And it was it was Bruce Lee. Um, for whatever reason, I forgot what channel it was. On a Sunday afternoon, they would show old kung fu movies oh, yeah. where the dub, 
you know, that's where every community yeah. started making fun. You can't fight me. Yeah. You know, that was the thing. And I fell in love with martial arts that way. So I really fell in love with Kung Fu before I fell in love with karate. Oh. Two different styles. Yeah. Now it's mixed martial arts. But I was a Bruce Lee guy. Then I saw Chuck Norris later. And yeah. I thought, well, that dude's a puss. I saw Bruce Lee beat the shit out of him in a movie. Yeah. So that's how I was never a Chuck Norris guy. Yeah. I don't. So, and I, two, again, yeah. you kind of talk about shows that you missed, like Walker Ranger. Yeah. Kind of fell <laughs> into a weird place of TV for me. It was just too funny. <laughs> you know, the other one that's on, talking about uh, martial arts movies, um, The Man with the Iron Fists. Okay. Yeah. It's terrific. Wait, which one is that? Remind me of this. Man with the Iron Fists is um, Bruce Bruce Lee. No, Russell Crowe is in it, and oh. uh, Riza is in it. I think I'm saying that right. Okay, uh, and it's terrific. And um, Lucy Liu, it's a oh, it, it's a it's a it's a whole story about the Emperor's Gold, and it's coming to Jungle Village, and it's it is really kind of a. Uh, and it's on right now. I mean, it's one of these movies oh. that I've, in the last month I've, again, I've probably watched it six times. Um, wow. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Um, and w- there's another one now that I, now that I'm thinking of it is, uh, that's hilarious. Uh, and it's so good. Maybe these good commenters will, will, um, are we take, are we thinking Netflix? Are we thinking? No, Amazon no, 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 no. It's a movie. It's like, um, drunken master. Um. Oh, it's gonna bug me now. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna bug me now. But it's so. It's not. Funny. It's not Kung Fu Hustle, is it? Um. Uh, maybe it's Kung Fu Hustle. It might be. Uh, okay, Kung so Fu it's Kung Fu. Tell me the plot of Kung Fu Hustle. Dashman, throw out Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, he's saying Kung Fu Hustle. I don't know. Um, it could be Kung Fu Hustle. There's a great documentary about how every movie since Kung Fu movies. Like now, if there's a fight scene, everyone knows karate or kung fu. Like in the uh, Western times, yeah. it was just a haymaker and a guy would swing and miss right. or hit one punch. Because of kung fu and choreographed fighting, now every fight scene is influenced from now on. That's fair. That. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking, you know, Tommy Blaze, right? Comedian Tommy Blaze. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I got talking with Tommy about uh, movies, and he had recommended me a movie book, uh, a book about uh, screenwriting. Okay. Uh, that has, and I'm drawing a blank on that, but something to do with the cat, like write about the cat or something, eat the cat first or something. It's <laughs> okay. a screenplay book about cats, and it basically breaks down every movie and like the minute time that something is supposed to happen. Oh, wow. And, and Tommy was like, if you have a real legitimate interest in learning how to write movies, read this book. Oh, However, okay. it will also ruin yes. every movie for you right. because they all fall into that. And you're like, yeah. oh, we're nine minutes in. This is the hero's challenge. And oh, okay. Now we're at minute 27. This is the uh-huh. return of the whatever, you know. Um, I have done that with my friends in Hickory where I have spoiled the traditional sitcom for them. Um, I'm talking the three camera sitcom where an audience yep. laughs yep. every six to 11 seconds. Yep. And I said, now watch every six to 11 seconds. You can, you can time it. 
they're going to try to go for a joke. They're going to try to go for a laugh. And sometimes they laugh at shit that is not funny yeah. and just watch. And, and since then, my brother, my fiance, Jody, she's like, I can't because I'm in my brain. I'm like five, four. There it is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> all right buddy yep. tell me about your podcast because i know you've been trying to get me on yours for a minute and we've always like um oh yeah 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 yeah. so we do uh you know so for years we did a podcast at the club um and and what you know what's so funny is at the time we would do these podcasts and kind of everybody said yes because nobody was really doing podcasts, right? Yeah. They're like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll, you know, I'll do it. And then all of a sudden, everybody got a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And um, as you know, right, you're, you guys, you and John, and uh, you can go down the list. There's, there are not everybody who does a podcast does a good right. job at it, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, uh, and obviously the people who are, who are your fans understand this, that, um, there can be for some performers a distinction between what they do on stage and how they are in real life. Right. Right. And so the ability to create interesting com- com- content and conversation organically with somebody isn't necessarily something that everybody can do. So um, I have been so fortunate to have long-term friendships with guys like yourself and um, people who we could just hang out and laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a couple of guys that were like guys that I knew from my town that were like, always were funny when I'm around them. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, do you want to do this thing with me? And I'm like, and I'm a little promiscuous when it comes to saying yes to podcasts. Cause you never know <laughs> what happens, right? You never know yeah. which one is going to work. Um, <laughs> yeah. so we started, we started doing this podcast and, um, have comics on and we kind of do it as a lightning round sort of format. And it's, and it's just sort of kind of taking a conversation and seeing where it goes. So we have a good time. It's comedy round table and yeah. Um, you know, everybody's on it. Jeff Foxworthy was just on it. Uh, we just did it with him last week. And, um, is it com- comedy round table.com or do you have a, website uh, or? you know, so John, this is my, the guys on the show would hate if I say this, I am on the show. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I don't then go back and listen to the show. Gotcha. Cause I was on it. Yeah, yeah. what I need to go back in time. Yeah, there you go. Comedy Roundtable. Yeah, there it is. Comedy uh, Roundtable, yeah, anywhere yeah. you would get a podcast, That's right. you will see um, Comedy Roundtable. John Heffern yeah. was just on there, wasn't he? John it? was on it, and, and he was actually the first second time guest. Oh, um, wow. So he, he did like an earlier version, and then we kind of modified it some. Um, but we've done probably, uh, I don't know, 50, 50, 60 episodes at this point. Is it the same one I did a long time ago? With no, the... this is the thing that I was saying. Yeah. yeah. So okay. We did like 120 yeah. of those episodes. Yeah. Right, right. Back okay. when we did That's the spaceship with the, the the Mason brothers. and Yes. Yeah, back in the old office at the old space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. This is a different thing. But it's fun and it's it's lighthearted and interesting. And um, uh, Well, when, yeah, I come, when I come to Atlanta, um, if I got that time to kill between Atlanta and Orlando – Maybe we could sit down and do some stuff. All right. So here's the good news. We've okay. completely changed the way we're recording the show. So we actually now are just doing it in the diner. Oh, very good. Between shows. Like we did the old show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's like you're in town. You're, you know, your show's over between the 8 and the 10 o'clock show. You got 45 minutes to kill. Yeah. So get yourself a big stack of cheesecake. And uh, uh, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. 
I so, love it. Yeah. Well, thank so, you, Jamie, for taking the time. Oh, did we burn it all up? Are we all done? We're at, we normally end at nine. We're, we're at nine oh six, dude. It oh, just we're bonus by. time. Bonus we're, time. We're already in bonus time, brother. Man, I love talking to you. And I know. I'm so happy for all the good stuff that's going on in your life, and you know, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, both of us are uh, probably looking after some family right about now. I don't know yeah. what's going on yeah, yeah. with you, um, yeah. but thoughts and prayers as usual. Yeah. And same over here. I'm still yeah. dealing with dad's situation and yeah. all that jazz. Um, but uh, yeah. always Isn't good it to talk interesting to how the nature, and I don't, I know it's a comedy podcast and whatever, and, you know, but you, uh, I think one of the interesting things as, and we talked about this with the Wolverines and all the rest of it, right? <laughs> the characters in our lives can play an outside role, a a larger than life role. Right. And then if you're lucky enough, you can get into a later part of your life and you realize that the biggest heroes you had, right. Were the people sitting next to you on the Mm -hmm. sofa, watching some of those shows or the people that were out. Right. And so to me, um, one of the, one of the things that I admire most about you and what you do on stage. Um, and I really do hope that, um, people are always going out and seeing the live show, right? Your set. Mm -hmm. And I, and this is like no nonsense, John, this is like a legit truth, right? Your set, uh, is, is in many respects, a love letter to your childhood and your family. Yeah. Right. It really yeah. is, you know, um, it, it is. And I love, yeah. thank you. Um, it is true. And, I, and my town of Hickory, yeah. 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 <laughs> because some people, when I, they love the, they hear the dad stories and then, it, it, you know, one dad story turned into a second dad story, turned into a signature bit turned into now when I'm up there, if I don't do at least one or two people will get mad if I don't. And then as I'm telling it, I'm seeing it play out in my head all over again and it's yeah. making me happy. Yeah. Like yeah. it's sometimes it's forced happiness. Yeah. That so I'm doing I had that. a, uh, so do I have time for one last thing? And yeah, let's we'll do happy. one more. All right. One last thing. So I read a thing today and it was really, it was, it was an article about a woman had wrote about, she broke up with a boyfriend. She yeah. had lived with this guy. They broke up as, as what happens in relationships. Some time passes and they agree uh, to meet like they've missed each other and they want to reconnect. So they set a time and a place where they're going to meet. And in the interim, he gets in an accident where he falls out of a tree, hits his head, is in a medically induced coma and wakes up with no memory. Right. Doesn't doesn't remember. So he remembers childhood, but but has lost the memory of this woman and the relationship Ugh. and the whatever. And so she winds up um, through for reasons that make sense. If you read the piece interacting with this guy and helping him piece his life back together again. And what she realizes in the process is she's wanting to recreate the end of the relationship that never happened. Oh, wow. So he doesn't know that they've broken up. He doesn't know why the relationship failed, but she does. And so she realizes in the way she's talking to him about their past, 
that she's basically trying to get him to be back in a relationship with her. And finally, somebody of his says, you know, you guys aren't together anymore. <laughs> and so he confronts her and she realizes this. So it's this like crazy thing. And I think sometimes as comedians, to the extent that we mine our past for our material, right? Yeah. That um, we, we run the risk of creating this idealized version sometimes of the way we think we wanted things to be or the way the things should have been. Yeah. And you have the good fortune of being able to um, tell these stories uh, that were so meaningful and had yeah. such impact and do it in a way that has everybody... I feel reflecting fondly mm. about what they recall about their hometown and their experiences and all that stuff, which is really to your credit. Thank you. Um, was that a true story of what you just, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Is, is, is this is a thing you read? Yeah. Read it today. Wow. Yeah. Send, send that to me when we get off. I want to see yeah, that. Yeah. That yeah. sounds okay. pretty good. Yeah. It was crazy. Like uh, totally bizarre. Uh, it sounds like a great movie too. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I know that today also is a uh, rare diseases day. It is. Uh, it I is forgot. Yeah, we got yeah. some days. Okay, um, but here's the thing. But before you say that, when we were talking about that rare diseases day, it yeah. should be on the February 29th and happen more infrequently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right? I, I, could even, I could even see it on the 15th after Valentine's Day. Rare like diseases. After you make out with you know somebody or whatever, I don't yeah, know. Rare yeah, rare diseases. Rare diseases. Oh, I should, get because it's be once every year. four years. Loop year day. Boom! This is why? <laughs> this is why you're in the biz, buddy. I love it. Um, well, God bless you, man. Uh, I love you, Jamie Bendel. Thanks for right doing on. this. Um, looking forward to seeing you. I'm going to make sure I extend my stay when I come to Atlanta. Yeah, let's have we'll, some fun. We'll, we'll, we'll figure some stuff out. We can go up out on it. We can take the boat out, go up on the lake. Because it's going to be summertime. It's going to be summertime. In hot Atlanta, baby. Yeah, let's do it. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you all. Thank you, Jamie Bendel, uh, the Alan Jackson. I appreciate you putting this together. Let's just go ahead and end it. I'll say Rick Sanford III, want to take us out? All right. Thank you, Jamie. Rick Sanford okay. III, take us out, buddy. You've been listening to the smooth sounds of Heffern and Reed. The show is over. The comeback next week, same Reed time, same Heffern channel. For more comedy conversations, music, A's Church, and the life and times of the quarantine comedian. Always expect the unexpected, and who knows where the conversations will go. And as always, remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Peace. Since you love the Heffron and Reef show, please go to iTunes and let them know. Rank the show and leave a comment. We don't care what you write, you know. They have run and reap, have low self-esteem. So please validate them by ranking them and making them seen. So no matter what.